We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is the Gator Nation Football Podcast. With your hosts, Alan Williams and James DiVirgilio. This place is an insane asylum in the swamp! Oh my! Now we know we're just a bunch of average stiffs. Well, that did not go as planned. Welcome back, Gator fans, to the Gator Nation Football Podcast. My name is Alan Williams. As always, with the man, the myth, the legend, James DiVirgilio. Oof, that was a rough one. But before we get down to business, James, give us a rundown of the show. Well, it's hard to even give a rundown of the show right now because I'm I'm mixed between just complete anger and frustration as well as depression. But uh, we do actually have a great a great show on tap today. We're going to get to the bottom of why all of us probably feel really upset, frustrated, slash depressed. And we're also going to visit with Coach Collins. Pros, when the job demands more of the supplies you use most, start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, we stock the right quantities you need for any size job and at everyday savings, like up to 30% off drywall, drywall accessories, and insulation every day when you buy in bulk. Order at Lowe'sforpros.com and we'll have your order ready for pickup with dedicated pro loaders to get you loaded up and back to the job site faster. For your next job and the next, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's of the North Colorado Bears. He's going to talk about the upcoming matchup as well as a few hot-button topics in college football. That'll be in the second half of the show when we break down uh, this week's upcoming game. Hey, James. On a scale between one and catastrophic, how do you feel right now? If I feel pretty catastrophic. 
to be frank. Uh, last week, I, I lost my mind on the show and, and predicted the Gators to win, you know, I think 10 games and be undefeated. And a lot of these games are winnable. And I think what happened on Saturday was true. That was a very winnable game. That was a very, very winnable game, I think, on a lot of levels if things were done differently. Uh, but now I'm staring down the barrel of a lot of systemic problems that I think need to be addressed. And and it's easy for me to look at the script and replay that game and say that this is a four or five loss season based upon what I just saw on Saturday. And that, that to me is catastrophic. I think the one thing Shane Matthews said last week, you said, I said, I'm sure all of you even said in your conversations about the game was that we needed to look competent on offense. And not only did we look incompetent, we looked historically incompetent against a team that had 10 new defensive starters. I'm not sure you could feel much less than catastrophic right now on the scale of frustration for how this team performed and what it looks like to be a Gator fan this season. How about you? I mean, I, I don't want to say the sky is totally falling, but it, it feels like I got hit with a few bricks this morning. You know, I, I do want to put all of this in a caveat of it's week one. I don't want to get too high or too low but it felt like more of the same. And that's what's most frustrating. I know for us and for all of Gator Nation is that we've sat through so many games where the offense was mediocre at best. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. You were hoping to see some improvement, if not perfection, obviously, um, from, you know, with a new quarterback and against a really tough Michigan team. But what we saw it on there on Saturday afternoon was was pretty brutal to watch. And I know there's a lot of frustration boiling up in Gator Nation right now. So let's just look at the main issue right out of the gate. And we're going to try to walk through every issue that was existing in this game. But the decisions with regards to quarterback. Uh, let's start first with the fact that Franks was the starter. He played the first half and a few minutes into the third quarter. And then he was pulled after he scrambled out of the pocket to the right and fumbled the ball while trying to get a first down. Uh, the score at that point in the game was 23-17, and Frank Center is removed from the game, never to be put back in. Your thoughts on that decision? Well, I think my neighbors can tell you my thoughts on that decision. As I was screaming at the TV every time Luke Zaire ran out there after about the second series of him being in, I thought it was the right decision to start Franks. We talked about that last week, you know, from a game theory standpoint and from a seemingly talent standpoint. And he didn't play a great first half, but he didn't play a bad half. There's a lot of weird things going on. You know, a couple stumbles, uh, getting the snap from center. Uh, you know, the offensive line, obviously we'll get to in a second. The fumble wasn't great. I mean, but that's, I mean, it's a freshman mistake is literally why they invented the term. And so I wanted to see him play more. I was intrigued. Um, w wasn't throwing balls into coverage. Wasn't making terrible choices. Uh, Threw some really nice balls. Obviously, the first pass of the game was beautiful. And I thought Malik Zaire offered us nothing. I mean, I heard some comparisons to Treon Harris. I don't know if it was that bad, but it, it wasn't much better. And so I was super frustrated that we didn't see more of Felipe Franks. What about you? I thought it was a really horrible decision. We talked about this precise thing on the podcast last week. I talked about it ad nauseum with people here around town. If you started Franks, you have to roll with Franks. I mean, you have to. He's your guy. 
you don't pull him out, especially in a game that's a six-point game that's extremely winnable. You take your guy out, who at that point in time, like you said, the throws he made were pretty good throws. I mean, they were solid throws. Really, he was playing just fine for a redshirt freshman. The frustrations on offense, I think, have to do with other things we'll talk about. But that decision to me was, was poor. It was compounded as the defense continued to bail us out. Sudden change after sudden change after sudden change, whether it's turnovers uh, based upon a fumbled kickoff return or other avenues, they continued to keep us in the football game, and we continued to march Malik Zaire out there, which to me was the height of incompetence. I'm just not sure what's going on with regards to the strategic decisions that are being made by this this team going into games and then the tactical decisions that occur in the heat of battle. But it was bad. It, it was It was bad to me. Uh, it was the wrong decision. I don't know if we win the game if Frank stays in, but certainly, and especially now with hindsight, Zaire offered nothing, as you said. I thought he looked extremely poor. He threw off his back foot. I thought he didn't even have a command of the offense with what was really going on. He was pretty much locked into Cleveland on every single play. Um, It was poor. It was bad. I, I can't see a good narrative for why you took out Franks given the way he was playing in that game to bring in Zaire unless you wanted to bring him in for one or two series because that was scripted, which is something Michigan did uh, with with O'Korn. And then they brought Spade back in. And that would have been fine. I wouldn't have loved it, but it would have been fine. But I I just, I can't see a narrative where that was a good decision given what was going on in the game at that point in time. And and especially when, if this is your guy, he makes a mistake trying to go for a first down as a redshirt freshman and you pull him out of the game and never comes back in. I mean, what are you what are you doing? What are we doing here at Florida on offense? Like what what kind of decisions are those? Very frustrating. So Alan, heading into this week's game on Saturday, Franks has been named the starter. Do you like that decision? I like it a lot. I think that's really a smart move. This is a game, and we'll get into it in the second half, that we have a chance to improve and and play well and get some consistency. And I would rather not see Malik Zayer play at all except for as the game gets out of hand, you take your starter out, you know, to remove him from injury opportunity. And I, I agree with you. I mean, it wasn't a crazy move to bring in Malik Zaire, especially with how ferocious the Michigan defense was. And if you had some ideas about how to counteract that with making them think about a few different things, but, it, and you know, who knows, might might work, might be great. But once you saw it happen once and then twice, it felt crazy to keep running him out there. I mean, he looked lost. It was he was bailing from the pocket every time. I mean, I don't know if climbing the pocket would have helped him a ton, but it'd have been much better than bailing and getting crunched every time, which you know was the classic Trion Harris move. And yes. so, go ahead. That was so frustrating. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to put Frank's back out there. I've heard some of this talk to get beaten up some more. But the game was winnable, even until the very end on the you know sack fumble touchdown. The game was still somewhat in play. I don't I don't know why they continued to roll that out there when it was so clearly like abysmal. It was a bad decision in a now growing list of bad quarterback decisions from a coach who's supposed to understand quarterbacks. So put that in another anger box for me on the on the McElwain quarterback file. I'm happy that he named Franks. I mean, really, I woke up today and I thought to myself, if I don't see Franks name the starter, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to go on a on a Zaire cot, like I went on a Trian cot, <laughs> or I'm going to go on a, a McElwain cot or a Nussmeyer cot. It's going to be some sort of cot 
because this guy's it's got to be Frank. Stop messing around. And my quarterback depth chart now, based on what I've seen, is Franks, Del Rio, and then Zaire. And if I never saw Zaire play another down again at UF, I'd be happy. And and that violates my own rule of saying you need to you need to watch guys play for a while. I saw enough of Zaire to know that he's light years away from being more competent than Luke Del Rio, who's the guy he would need to beat out, in my opinion, to be in that spot. And I felt like our coaching staff threw a Hail Mary in a game that was a six-point game. They threw a Hail Mary putting Zaire in, and they kept him in there, which is the height of coaching incompetence to me. So that's the catastrophic fail. That, that, that's why I'm at that level. Is is It's just incompetent decision-making. It's, it's foolishness. It's absurdity. And I've had enough of it for eight straight years, quite frankly. I've had enough of it through Will Muschamp. I've had enough of it through McIlwain and Nussmeyer. I've had enough of listening to press conferences on Monday about how it's going to get corrected when it doesn't. It's just it's just absurd. It's just absurd. Well, quarterback play was obviously not stellar from Frankston, poor from Luke Zaire. But I don't think that's the headline here in the game about you know why the Gators lost. So let me ask you, baseline, what went wrong? We hope you've enjoyed this free preview of our show. To hear what went wrong, along with the rest of our content, including an interview with Northern Colorado head coach Ernest Collins Jr., head over to patreon.com slash Gator Nation football podcast. Links to that page are posted on both our Twitter and Facebook account. Once on our Patreon page, you'll be able to sign up for $2 a month to get exclusive access to all of our content. Once you subscribe on Patreon, you're able to enjoy this podcast whenever you want, wherever you want, via your favorite podcasting app, whether you're on iOS, your computer, or Android. For more detailed information about the Gator Nation football podcast and Patreon, check out episode zero. If you have questions, comments, or feedback... As always, please reach out to us on either our Facebook or Twitter page. You can go to Facebook, Gator Nation Football Podcast, or on Twitter at Gator Nation FB Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.